0: Merry Christmas. It's our uh, privilege tonight to have one of my friends, uh, Pastor Alvin Edwards um, from our sister church. I'll introduce him in a moment. He's going to lead us through some prayers. But I have to say, I love singing next to you. Man, I wish that we could uh, go do that on the road or something. That was great. So on this, this very night, as we announce to the world that Jesus is, in fact, born into the world. This night is everything. If we want to understand Christian faith, what we really believe, and who we truly are, then we have to begin with this very story. This moment, when God, in great humility and love and restraint, And an unexpected revelation of power bends to us and becomes one of us. Our gospel reading from John had this opening line, in the beginning. Before Jesus, our story commenced, though, with another in the beginning, from Genesis. But that story, beautiful and profound as it is, reveals only a first hint of who God is and who we are. Those lines, beautiful and provocative as they are, launch a story that we discover for all of its flurry of hope also leads us into a mass of human folly and heartache. But when Jesus arrives, when this final in the beginning opens before us, we find that everything is being massively reordered. To say that God is born into the world, this truly changes the world. God is born into the world. This means that God's fundamental posture is to enter our troubles with us, to weep beside us, to take our pain as God's own pain, to go into the very depth of hell, to die rather than to leave us alone. God is born into the world. This means that God, though creator and almighty and ruler of the universe, does not wield power like every other power we know. Our God best expresses power, best shows his own character by coming to us as a baby, by becoming our brother in Jesus. God waits for us. God descends to us. Last Sunday, I read one portion of Denise Levertov's Annunciation. I want to read a little other section of that poem. We know the scene, the room, variously furnished, almost always a lectern, a book, always the tall lily. Arrived on solemn grandeur of great wings, the angelic ambassador standing or hovering, whom she acknowledges, a guest. But we are told of meek obedience. No one mentions courage. The engendering spirit did not enter her without consent. God waited. She was free to accept or to refuse choice integral to humanness. But God waited. God is born into the world. This means that God's ultimate self-expression was not thundering atop Mount Sinai. Amid dark clouds and trembling rocks, God's ultimate expression was to become our friend, our brother, our savior. And this was not God just taking on a role or dressing up for a divine costume party. This is actually who God is. In Jesus, God cries tears with us, drinks wine at the wedding party with us, stands next to us as we are humiliated or ashamed or cast aside. God is with us. God is born into the world. This means it was not merely a good teacher who died on a cross to conquer death for us. It was the very son of the living God It was the same God who rose from the dead. God became human because our salvation is not fundamentally about escaping punishment, but about being healed in the very core of our being. God became human so that God might remake in his own body, the very bodies and peoples that God loved from the start. Athanasius, that Coptic father from the fourth century, who taught us what the incarnation really means, said that we as humans, as we run further and further from God, he says that we are disappearing. That we are becoming mere shadows of our true selves. Have you sensed that? Have you ever watched yourself disappear a little bit? Have you ever seen yourself become a little less true? a little less alive, a little less hopeful, a little less human. Haven't we seen in this past year how we humans can degrade ourselves? How our humanity can begin to disappear? But Jesus became what needed to be healed. Jesus became what needed to be healed. Jesus took our broken and diseased humanity and carried it into death and then brought that same humanity out of the grave. And it all begins tonight. God was not born into the world merely to give us cute Christmas cards and a heck of a story. God is born into the world because God insisted on healing us, loving us, welcoming us. And this is why we can sing, as we will, as we conclude, as we do every year, with full and hopeful hearts, joy to the world. It is a pronouncement of the way things truly are, because God has come. So Reverend Alvin Edwards, who's the pastor at Mount Zion First African Baptist Church and a friend and a leader um, in our community is going to come and lead us through our prayers for light and darkness.
1: With the birth of Jesus, the true light that gives light to all the world has come and shines into our darkness. The kingdom has arrived and is now even arriving. In Jesus, God's light has come. Tonight, light is here. Tonight, the kingdom is here. The kingdom has arrived and is now, even now, arriving. for all who are hungry light has come Christ is born. for all longing for home light has come Christ is born. for all who are bound light has come Christ is born. for every place of injustice light has come <clears throat> Christ is born. for every person and place in need of peace light has come Christ is born. for those who do not know love light has come, Christ is born. for those whose bodies know pain and sickness, light has come. Christ is born. Until the earth is filled, in Jesus, God's light has come. Tonight, light is here. Tonight, the kingdom is near.